Hi, campers. It's Katie. So I love vintage marathon t-shirts. And last year I designed one as if we were hosting a 10K, a Halloween 10K at camp, uh, the Pumpkin Pond Fun Run. And the shirt was really successful. And I love mine. I wear it so much. So I decided it would be a cool idea to make one for this year and maybe every year. So I just did the new design for Halloween 2022, the Pumpkin Pond Run. Uh, and the new design is up on Tee Public right now. So click the link down below or you can go to tpublic.com slash scary stories from Camp Roanoke and find it. It's 80s inspired this year and it's four runners with pumpkin heads running in the the starry night here at camp. I hope you guys love it. I worked really hard to design it and I'm definitely going to get one and I'm excited to start the collection. All right, that's all. I'll be tuning back in when we release more and more new designs, but I just wanted to make sure you guys get this one in time for Halloween. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke, a podcast where we tell you true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. We love ghost stories, and we always love to find opportunities to tell them to you. Mm -hmm. So I have got a lot of my Halloween decorations up and out, which is so exciting. And I have also finally become an owner of two, <gasps> count them two, uh? cinnamon brooms. <laughs> Where are they? How are you displaying them? <sighs> That's complicated because, <laughs> well, let me take you to the beginning. The day finally arrives. I get my cinnamon brooms. We load them in the car and the smell is so mm. overpowering. I have to roll down the window on the highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then we just take them into the home mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, and these are covered in plastic at this point. They're not even unveiled. <gasps> and it's like, ooh, this smell is infringing on dinner smells. Ooh, this yeah. is very intense. Um, yeah. So then I was like, maybe they're... Joanne's was on to something. Maybe these are outside brooms. Yeah. So then, so then I flipped the brooms upside down and leaned them on like the two stone sort of archways that you, you walk through to get to our door. And that was Cute. wonderful. And then torrential rain rips through oh, Austin. Yeah. And it's so profound yeah. that Ian has to go out and grab the cinnamon brooms so <gasps> that they don't just like fly into the batting cage which is like literally 10 feet from the entrance of our home. It was insane rain. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, so then oh I was like, well, where did you put the cinnamon They've brooms? They've been through so much. And he's like, well, we ha I had to bring them inside. And I'm like, you can't put them inside. It's the risk you take this holiday season. I it's mean a huge responsibility. It feels like it feels like adopting an animal. <laughs> How long do you think it's going to be that pungent? Like, when can you bring it in if ever? Maybe 15 years is going to be my <laughs> my optimistic guess that that is when whatever they were dipped in 
That is so funny. Has been diluted enough. Maybe I should just grab them and just run through some grass and just sweep and sweep and sweep. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like put them to the top of the car so you air it out for a while. Just strap them to the car, fly around. Depositing cinnamon. I We live like 200 yards from the parking lot. And Ian said that he got out of the car and was like, there's cinnamon on the air. Really? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, this is truly a curse. That's astonishing. <laughs> no scent is that strong. <laughs> I controversially and I just can't do artificial cinnamon. So like the cinnamon pine cones, the cinnamon brooms, they're too much for me. They're too much for any God-fearing woman. Apparently. They are so strong. <laughs> I can't even believe it. But I mean, it. we're in it now. I would never yeah. dream of giving them away. No. I would never dream of it. <laughs> You'd have to rehome it. Exactly. Put out a post on Nextdoor. Exactly. Send it to a lucky listener. <laughs> the curse. Okay, so we're back on the road trip, right? Ah! <laughs> the the detour to Alaska was just a little fever dream we it was had. A vacation of, from a vacation. Uh, it really was. It was but much now needed. We're, we're back to our job, <laughs> back which to is business on an endless road trip. <laughs> I thought about just ending it, but where's the ceremony in that? So true. So last time we were in New Jersey, and we've already been to New York. I kind of backtrack a little. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to kind of like drive through New York. Okay. You're going to point out all the spooky stuff you learned on your tour, mm-hmm. tour guide days. And then we're going to go to Connecticut. Oh, great. And that's where we are today. Fantastic. Getting right to business. I watched A Haunting, one of my absolute favorites. Okay. So good. I'm just indulging myself. The Half Price books, my favorite shows. It's just the season. Um, A Haunting is... Typical spooky show. There's cheesy reenactments. There's real people being interviewed. And it's like the craziest, wackiest TV movie ghost stories you've ever heard. But it has they're pretty real. high production value. It I does. Feel like. It really does. Like it feels nice to watch. Like some mm-hmm. shows feel pretty like gritty to watch. Yeah. Almost like they were filmed with a digital camera, like a not a nice digital camera. Yeah. And everyone looks a little ugly. But mm-hmm. I feel like on a haunting things look look pretty nice. Yeah. And the audio quality is good. Sometimes the audio quality can be real real dog and that can make a show real bad. Mm. Um, it's a good show. This and there's like eleven or twelve seasons. They've just never stopped. Um, this came out in 2014, Shape of Evil, but it occurred in 2006 in Connecticut. There's a father Jay, a mother Eckle, Elk, and then the two twin daughters. Um, the tw- their twin daughters, the names are Alex and Riley. And the people that we have in this interview, we don't have the wife. So the whole time I assumed that it was going to be a divorce. Because that's like the case. But usually it's the wife that stays for the interview and the husband leaves. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get divorced. She just didn't want to be a part of it, I guess. We've got Jay. We've got his best friend, Mike. Like, long-term best friend. Best friend since fifth grade. Like, you and me, if we were on a ghost show being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a couple people from Paranormal Investigative Crews that'll be in the interviews later. Are the daughters interviewed at all? No. And I think... 
when we get to the end on where the story leaves off, I think it might make sense why. So, um, this family is moving and they stumbled upon this glorious home in Enfield, Connecticut. It's like a mansion. It's huge. It's historic. 18th century. It's gorgeous. And it was a reasonable price. So they're like so stoked at this awesome find. Like Red flag. Yeah, red flag. (laughs) And everyone's excited except for the wife elk. Her instincts are saying something is wrong. Something is off. I mean, aside from the amount of renovations they need to do, like fresh coats of paint and stuff, she's like, this is a little much for me. I don't know what's going on. So the weeks go by. They've got the renovations done and they're settling into their new home routine, and everything seems normal. There's nothing weird or spooky. What is kind of weird, the girls are kind of explorers all of a sudden, and they decide to put baby monitors in the girls' room so they can hear them. They, like, leave their room in the middle of the night to go play outside. So I guess this is their way to monitor that. That have is a baby monitor. Pretty weird behavior. <laughs> yeah, it's like weird on both sides. Like this predates the ring camera, so I guess you do <laughs> what you can with what you got. Wait, so these little girls have taken to waking up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and going outside and exploring? Mm-hmm. Oh dear. That's Which is very good. strange. Mm-mm. And they've developed an imaginary friend named Casey. They both have the same imaginary friend. They play with her often. She's often who they go play with in the middle of the night, which is big red flag. Seven months into this new home routine, and things start to get weird. Jay and Elk were in the living room, the mom and the dad, and they heard a steady banging on the walls. And then they heard what sounded like scratching with claws specifically. And they couldn't figure out... I mean, it's an old house. Maybe there's like rats or raccoons or something in the walls where is it coming from they couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from they realized it was coming from all around them at the same time so they're like what the hell is going on and jay being ex-military typical dad behavior he takes to action he assumes that neighborhood pranksters are just messing with them so he runs outside There's nothing outside making the noise. There's no people. There's no animals. They found no explanation for these noises. A few nights later, the sounds continue, but they hear them in the baby monitor. (laughs) They hear some knocking, and then they hear static, and the static's what wakes them up. And they're like, it's never, the baby monitor has never been staticky before. That's weird. I mean, it's not necessarily paranormal. It's not where most people's minds are going to immediately go to. No. Until they hear a woman say, You're all going to die. (sighs) (laughs) And once again, Jay being ex-military. He just destroys it with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) He runs into the girl's room, ready to attack this mystery woman. But nobody's there. The both girls are dead asleep in their beds. You know, the theater I was at last night had either a rat or something a little bigger scurrying around in the Uh, the ceiling. It's such an icky sound. While we were working, and I have never had the pleasure (gasps) 
lucky you. (laughs) Of being in a place with, I mean, I've obviously lived in New York, so I've just seen, you know, rats out commuting. They're Enjoying the city. Yeah. Exactly. You know, just like, I just think of them as my neighbors. But Mm -hmm. I've never seen like covert. (gasps) I've never been in a, and it was crazy because we would be talking and then like there would be like a, and we'd be like, oh, oh, that one sounded oh. really heavy. And right over there, we were just... It's spooky. I know. We were just waiting for, like, <laughs> the air vent to drop and then just, like, a rat nest <laughs> and just explode. Oh. Our first house that we rented in Dallas, there was uh, either rat or squirrel or possum or raccoon that would scurry in our wall and up the ceiling where our bed was. Oh. God. Which is like the worst place for that to happen. <laughs> oh my god. It's spooky. Whether it's paranormal or not, scratching in the walls, never good. Seriously. Don't want to hear it. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so the wife Elk at this point is so sure in her intuition about this home. She's like, this house is bad. I don't feel good here. Something's wrong. And Jay is gaslighting her. Ignore it. Nothing's going on. These are just old home sounds. Like, this just happens. Yeah, yeah. and that's Women old just raccoon sounds. This is serious. We <sighs> gotta do something about it. <laughs> but the fact that he is the main person being interviewed makes me believe that he's gonna learn from his mistakes. So I feel good about Jay yeah. in the future, hopefully. One day... Elk is super sick, she's got the flu, and Jay stays home to take care of her and the girls. And it seems like Elk gets sick way more often in this home than she had previously, which is also another red flag. But again, a thing that can happen in older homes, there might be like lead paint or asbestos or some mold, who knows. But one day they were all in the living room when they heard the knocking again. And to Jay, he thought he could pinpoint where it was coming from, and it sounded like it was coming from upstairs this time. It sounded specifically like someone had taken a cane or a stick and was going against the girl's bed, like the the bars in the bed. And the girls thought it was their imaginary friend. They're like, oh, that's Casey. She's playing. So Jay... Runs upstairs, goes into his bedroom, and retrieves his gun. Then runs into the girl's bedroom. All the while, the sound is still happening. He runs into their bedroom. The minute he gets in the room, the sound stops, and nothing is in the room with him. Just a man and his gun. Then suddenly... (laughs) Suddenly the sound gets louder and louder. And he's still assuming someone's in the house. They're just quicker than him i guess what and to him <laughs> he's still trying to rationalize this in his mind this it feels so like elmer fudd and bugs bunny mm-hmm. it just it doesn't feel good and i don't want that gun to go off i don't no. i don't want him to shoot <laughs> don't worry he won't i i will let you guys know that now So he says this time it sounds like the noise has moved to the attic. He runs into the attic and again, nothing is there. Elk follows him and she's desperately pleading to him, trying to tell him something is wrong. This house is haunted. Like this isn't just house sounds. This is weird. This is haunted. And he denies it. 
still thinking it's just like the craftiest like contortionist weirdo burglar in the world does he think he's gonna come across someone in like a black unitard who's just like you finally got me monsieur of course it was me all along like what do you who is the perpetrator here right some people are just so unwilling to believe in the paranormal Mm. that they'll believe absolutely nothing rational over it (laughs) (laughs) so weeks pass and elk starts feeling even worse she feels really unsafe especially when she's alone in a room she sees people in the corner of the room like behind her things happen to her that are unexplained all the time she hears weird sounds she'll be doing laundry and the laundry the the washing machine door will slam on itself just like typical spookiness that you can't deny And one day when she saw some freaky nonsense (laughs) when she was doing laundry, she ran away into what seemed like a den. And there were piles and piles of toys. And out of nowhere, all at the same time, all of these toys turned on. (laughs) So there's like things walking, there's things talking, there's babies crying, just... All right, you can get the gun. Just blowing apart these fucking Toys R Us rejects. Furby's marching. See you in hell, throws a grenade. (laughs) She yells for Jay, because at this point, how else are you going to convince the man? You got to just bring him in every time you see shit. So he runs in, he sees all the toys are on, and it's just her, like, backed up into a corner panic. (laughs) And, And she's screaming, she's having a rough time, and she says, stop it! Stop it. And when she says stop it, every single toy turns off at the exact same time. So she's sobbing. She's yelling at Jay that she wants out of the house. And finally, with this, this is what did it for Jay. This is what convinced him that the house might be haunted. But in his mind, it's maybe a previous inhabitant of this really old historic house had passed away in the house. And maybe that's who's haunting them because nothing seems dark it seems like maybe someone who owned the property so he wants to do a little research to see maybe who died here what's going on i don't know didn't that old lady say i'm gonna kill you or you're gonna die that was a threat yeah you're all gonna die so he's he's getting there but he's not quite fully there yet so he went to town hall to research the house it was built in the late 1700s and he found some really weird information that the house kept being bought and then sold really fast. Mm. Bought, someone owned it six months, sold it, someone owned it like two years, sold it. Ever since this house was like made. Took some findings to Mike to talk about what he saw. He learned that there had been not one death, but over 12 deaths in this house. And the strange part to him was that they were not just people who lived in the house, It was also friends and neighbors, and they were (laughs) murders, suicides, accidental deaths. (laughs) Well, Bill, I have to say, I've been to a lot of barbecues, but this has got to be my, whoa, 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 (laughs) like, what do you mean neighbors are coming over and dying? I'm going to bring this up with the HOA. Yeah. <laughs> you wait till they hear. That is I'm on the board. not my responsibility to handle. I'll just shove you right over the hedge. <laughs> you can haunt your own property. Mm-hmm. 
So he finally believes it's haunted and that maybe some darker stuff is going on here. Finally. He calls the Paranormal Research Society of Connecticut and Orlando Ferrante is the head and he's being interviewed in this show. They are a nonprofit paranormal investigator squad. They come out to the house. They've got all their equipment. They're trying to replicate any activity or sounds, trying to see what's in the house. And Orlando said the minute you walk in the home, you feel all the negative energy. You can tell something's wrong. You feel unwanted. It's really uneasy in there. He said he'd never felt anything like it before, and he described it as a cesspool. Wow. So he walks around with a recording device and an EMF detector, and he gets no abnormal readings, but he still feels like it's watching him and taunting him. And they've got a team psychic walking around with them. And the psychic is halfway up the stairs on, like, the half landing, and he starts to pick up on someone's energy. And he faces the corner, sinks onto the ground, starts rocking, and starts to get really weird. He's channeled something kind of sinister and evil. Usually he's like a quiet, passive man. And he's like maniacally laughing. And he seems arrogant. And everyone said it felt demonic. And he said, you are all going to die. You're all going to hell. Uh, well, according to the little girl on Psychic Kids, <laughs> actually, hell is not a place. Hell is just being left in the ground by the Grim Reaper to allow the worms to eat your flesh. So a checkmate. <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about such things. That still sounds pretty awful. <laughs> I guess it does. <laughs> so the psychic... He's threatening them all to hell, right? And Orlando is kind of taunting him, telling him to leave the family alone. If you've got a problem with someone, come for me instead. And the psychic spits on him. And then looks across the room, like kind of up the stairs. There's a woman with a camcorder. And he looks at her and kind of like makes a approach at her. And without touching her, she's pushed, she's levitated and pushed against the wall. Do you see footage of this? The reenactment. It was in 2006, so it's like a hard era for, and I feel like that show doesn't have a lot of like real found stuff. Right, right, right. But the reenactments are pretty sweet. (laughs) That does sound pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So this to them confirms that whatever's in this house is demonic and it's not just a crotchety old man who used to live here. Or it's a demonic crotchety old man. And Jay became truly afraid for his daughter's safety at this point. That's his main focus, not his wife. So he's starting the process of collecting proof of the demonic entity to get the church involved to exercise the home. And that takes a while, usually. The church doesn't just come out for anybody. No, fuck no. You gotta get your your ducks in a Mm -hmm. row. It's a week later, and Jay and Elk are asleep in their bed. Jay awakens to a woman staring at him. Mm. He describes her as being dressed like she just came back from a dance. In the reenactment, she's kind of in a tattered white kind of formal gown situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe 80s. It's kind of hard to pinpoint the the time period. Um, Suddenly, she's on top of him, holding him down. He's like, I'm ex-military. I'm very strong, of course, but I still can't move. He can't speak. He can't scream. And she's sucking the life out of him. She's sucking his energy out of his mouth. Nice. Pretty cool. Gotta add that to my playbook. (laughs) 
And in front of his eyes, as he's watching this, she turns from a woman who came from a dance into a wild animal. Cool. Sucking the life out of him. Nice. See, this would make a great movie. Probably they wouldn't appreciate it because it's their real lives, but you know. And then he heard a weird pop sound and it was gone. And he could move again. He could speak. He felt like it was just a weird nightmare he had woken up from. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a sleep paralysis situation. That is what occurred to me when Mm -hmm. you were describing this. But when he awoke the next morning, he had bruising and scratching of like the fingers Mm -hmm. on his arms holding him down. So he felt like it was real. Um, Orlando called it phantomania when a shape-shifting demon sucks the energy out of you. And so he's like further sure that this is a demon. It almost sounds like... Like a Puritan's idea of a witch. Yeah. Ooh. And like this woman coming to you in the middle of the night, sucking out your life and turning into an animal, like a wild animal that feels very, like feels it. very Puritan witchy. Yeah. It is. It, it That was a time period, probably, when maybe when it started. But Orlando, unfortunately, is backing out of the investigation because his own children who have never met this family, never been to this home. They're having visions of his house and they're having nightmares about like an old, decrepit man, demon, spirit ghost. So he's like, it's come home with me and I can't have that. I have to separate myself. And unfortunately, Jay and his family, like most people, they can't afford to just move. Mm -hmm. Like they invested everything into this home, into this move. (sighs) Which is so sad. Um... The family has become really isolated from people. They don't want people over. They don't go anywhere. They don't do anything. But in Jay's mind, it seems like the activity is... He thinks it has a boundary that it's just coming for him and his wife and not his children. Mm-hmm. So at least that's ha- that's good. That's okay. Although I, I don't think he's remembering their invisible friend and the woman speaking through their baby monitor. I don't think it's sparing them, but sure. One day, Elk is alone in the attic. She yells for Jay because stuff is happening and she still wants his help and to prove to him that it's awful. She wants to get out. She says that she was being watched and she heard something. And then they heard the bumps. And they said specifically, it sounded like a hooved animal. (laughs) And they know it was a hooved animal because... They cooked it, ate it, and they got... (laughs) Trichomnosis. <laughs> you could see the footprints forming in the dust in the attic. Nice. As the steps were occurring and it was circling them. <gasps> it's so cool. <laughs> but they couldn't see the animal itself. They felt trapped. They were terrified. The noise stopped. They heard some heavy breathing. And they ran off. <laughs> Taunting them hardcore. <laughs> so Jay calls in Bob Baker, an expert in demonic hauntings from the Connecticut Paranormal Investigators. I'm glad he, I mean, it took him a while to believe, but once he believed, it seems like he reached out to people right away. Oh my gosh. I'm glad he at least did that. How do you think they found these people? I mean, it must have been the internet. Um, yeah, at or this he like point. went to town hall. Do you think they advertised in town hall? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're like in the newspaper. Maybe so. You got demons. Um, 
And you know what? I bet they'd probably get plenty of calls in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they would. That's a very Catholic state. Mm -hmm. That is very Catholic. So Bob comes to the house and he's in the interview as well. And the second that he steps foot in the house, he says he knew there was a demonic presence. It was waiting there to greet him. He felt called to go upstairs to start. So he brought his team with him. And they were in the bedroom, and they heard thumping coming from the attic above them. They said it sounded weight like it weighed five hundred pounds. The the thing that was walking upstairs, oh, which I don't like. It's creeping. And- <laughs> it's creaking. <laughs> then suddenly, Bob is bent over in pain. They're lifting up the back of his shirt. He's got nine scratches that are bleeding on his back. Whoa. They described it as like he had been whipped. Uh, you got to be comfortable with your body if you're going to be ghost investigating. Because mm-hmm. you double over in pain. They're going to get that shirt off of you. Oh, they're <laughs> going to get the footage. <laughs> they have got to get the shot. <laughs> you can't hide behind your all black and your Ed Hardy jeans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The amount of like pale little tummies and backs and upper thighs I've seen from uh, ghost investigators. Oh, my God. You'd never believe Mm-mm. The amount of like sweet little love handles I've seen <laughs> over these over these jeans with the applique on the back. Oh my god! Yeah, you got to be comfortable with your body because I'm gonna see it. Oh yeah, the world's gonna see it. <laughs> that ghost is coming for it. <laughs> so, in Bob's mind, he thinks that what they're dealing with is a Wendigo. <laughs> Of course. course. I should have known all along. (laughs) Not a witch. This isn't the main book. Mm -mm. A Wendigo. A Wendigo. I think I've heard people call it a Wendigo. Wendigo. Go on. He thinks that the demon was probably there when they moved in. And he's like, I'm not sure if so much death and negativity happened in the house that it was called to the home. Or it was always there and it brought the negativity. Regardless, he's here. And he's pissed. Um, He said that probably they could have just moved and gotten away from it if they had lived there less long. They've been here Mm. about like two years at this point. Mm -hmm. He's like, you move, it's going to follow you now. Yeah. You just need to stay here and fight it. So Jay turned to his faith for strength. They did not say what his religious affiliation is. I'm assuming Catholic. Hmm. That was the vibe I got. Um, Bob I'm going to assume Zoroastrian. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Bob assures Jay that he's going to bring a bishop out to the house. And he, because this, this man he's trying to get is a world-renowned exorcist, and he's going to cleanse the house. Wow. But they need to wait till this man is available to come to the house, so they have to wait it out. Every moment is terror. They don't want to stay there, but they have to. One day, they're coming back from a shopping trip or just being away from the house. The wife is going to get the mail, and the girls have stopped their father on the way into the house to... Be honest with him and say, Dad, our friend Casey doesn't like you. 
and she wants you to keep Jesus out of her house. (laughs) (laughs) Kids say the darndest things. They really do. You know, where do they get this stuff? (laughs) She wants you to keep Jesus out of our house. As he was talking through this with them and telling them, (laughs) it's going to be okay, don't listen to Casey, the car turned itself on and starts driving towards the mom who's getting the mail. (laughs) And she very narrowly escapes getting run over by the car. Oh, girl. Just (sighs) cut your losses and run. Just start a hotel. Yeah, move on. Start over in Toronto, babe. We support you. (laughs) These kids are long gone. Maybe she did, and he didn't. That's why she wasn't in the interview. Yeah. This reminds me of the witch. Like, these twins are just like, Mm. Black Philip, Black Philip. And it's just like, (laughs) you guys are done, okay? You're godless. We're done here. All of my parental rights, they're done. I'm signing them over to the demon. Yep. They can take care of you. Casey's oh, your God. mother now. I'm no longer taking you to dentist <laughs> appointments. Like, we're done. This is over now. I'm going to buy a cinnamon broom. I'm going to start over <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to fly far <laughs> away from here and sprinkle cinnamon in my wake to keep you demons off You'll my trail. you smell me from afar. <laughs> and if you ever go out and feel the breeze and smell cinnamon, <laughs> know that I'm thinking of you. And glad I left. (laughs) (laughs) No regrets. So Jay finally has pieced together that the imaginary friend is the evil entity and is becoming more violent. And the situation is even more dire. Finally, the bishop bishop comes out. He is in the Do you know the the name of the bishop? No, and he doesn't get interviewed. Usually in Connecticut, they'll usually bring in this guy called Bob Bailey. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious that I feel like I know this, but I <laughs> that's amazing. I've just seen a lot of ghost stories that's in New so England, funny. and when it comes to demon stuff, they often bring in this guy named Bob Bailey. Uh, he's a big guy. He's got this hilarious like New England accent, and Father Bob. I don't think it was Bob. Will come in with his like tiny little Bible and go around. <laughs> I wish it was Bob. He performs the most, like, dead-eyed exorcism I've ever seen. Um, Mm. But they stick. So we love an exorcism by Bob. Um, I don't don't trust this bishop. I don't know what his deal is. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't wouldn't trust him. (laughs) So he's got the whole family in the house, and he starts off by re-baptizing the twins in the house. Whoa. Which I had never heard of, but apparently he is very aware at how involved the girls were with this entity. Whoa. I don't know you could do that. Yeah. Fresh start. And he tells, he talks to the girls about their imaginary friends and tells them pretty much to renounce them. They're evil. Don't talk to them again. Uh, Then he begins his exorcism and he kind of just blesses the house. He does the holy water. He touches all the doorways. He prays. Mm -hmm. And they say... Once he left, the house felt calm, immediately lighter. Elk noticed the change. Everyone felt better. They didn't feel afraid. Thank you, Father. Unfortunately. (laughs) No! Since that day, they realized that the bishop had weakened the house and made it livable. But there was just so much history there that there's still paranormal activity to this day. 
They're suffering, they're praying, they're trying to move, they're trying to get out, but as far as when this episode came out, they were still living in the house. (laughs) You know, so they should have brought up Bob. The funny thing, I rarely feel like I hear about homes that are that old Mm -hmm. being either demonically haunted or even haunted at all because there's something about a home from the 1700s i feel like usually those houses are just like i'm tired i'm gonna go yeah like they 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 almost feel like museums where it's just like I, it's old but there's nothing yeah, who hanging wants to around hang on here that <laughs> exactly um it, oftentimes it's more recent uh, newer homes for some reason yeah. just like just pattern recognition I, I don't know reason for it that have like weird demonic stuff going mm-hmm. on so it's interesting I would love to know more about the previous owners and see yeah I want the history there was a there was an edgy teen somewhere there in the mix maybe some some Ouija weird weird parties in the 70s I don't know Ooh. just putting putting two and two together here Oh, I need the history. Yeah, where where this spooky vibe come from? Mm-hmm. Hmm. But that's not what a haunting is about, unfortunately. No. What is it about, Morgan? Reenactments, baby. <laughs> Cinematic value. It's about employing <laughs> actors. <laughs> it's about giving people a shot and paying them scale. Yeah. You you have to get haunted. The least at least you can get a nice interview out of it. You can get some stage time. Yeah, giving a lot of people their first IMDb entry. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Creating business. Mm-hmm. A resume builder. Yeah. Thank you. Your LinkedIn setup. Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate it, even though it's just a front for the employment of and well-being of actors. I also support that. So thank you so much, A Haunting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we hope you have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted, sexy, Ooh. potentially, and then wild Ooh. animal things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that sound? That was my scary animal sound. 99. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>